I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Uh, hi, I'm Super Cookie, and I play Coco the Gangrel. This is Cotton, and I play Terrence the Tremere. Tonight our camera opens some months after the end of Season 2, where everybody is getting up to their own business of differing, uh, their own business, their own different activities. And tonight we're going to start our focus with Arthur Sobchik, and the mall. Uh, a, a short while ago, you had had some interesting conversation with one Terrence Kite about things arcane and intriguing, we'll call it. And uh, finally gotten the opportunity to start investigating some of that stuff. Where do we find you? What do you look like? And what are you up to? I think as the camera opens, uh, there is the, there's a door. And this is like a heavy utility door. Um, we're seeing it from like in this darkness. And there's a dusty sign on it that says like not an exit. And it's pulled open. And uh, we see art... He's dressed in uh, urban exploration black, like loose set of of uh, black pants, black hiking shoes, uh, a light black hoodie. Uh, he's wearing a um, like a beanie to cover his bald head, and he's got a he's got a GoPro with him, like off of his shoulder. And he's got like this little like utility harness. Uh, he's got like a thing of rope over his other shoulder. He's got a, a flashlight on the chest, and he's got an unlit cigarette hanging from his lips. And he's looking as ghoulish as ever. And he clicks the flashlight on as he steps through the door, and he is going to start exploring underneath the mall. As he has some plans uh, to deal with some things under here, make some more paths, some more entries and exits, and eventually to build a labyrinth of passages. So if need be, he can relocate his haven to where the entrance and exit is through the labyrinth itself. The paranoia hasn't quite got to that fever pitch yet, but it's getting pretty close. This is what happens when you leave a Nosferatu to his own devices for more than 30 days. As opposed to leaving them to somebody else's devices. Correct. Excellent. Um, let's have some sort of role then, I guess, for you to start off to set a little position here to, to see what you're up to. Um, doo -doo -doo. I'm thinking either intelligence and investigation or... Uh, something with a cult if you're looking for cult stuff. Mm. Unless you have other suggestions. Because as always, I'm interested to hear what... 
I mean, the intelligence and occult. Like originally, it was like, all right, let's do. Now I'm going to do an investigation first. We'll we'll start with investigation, yeah. and depending on what we find there is where we'll go. Uh, that's two, not great, but not terrible. So. One of the things you will come to realize is that this place has been mostly untouched since whenever the last time you were down here. The hallways are as clear as they've ever been. They're not full of beer cans or cigarette butts any more than what art cigarette butts would have been. It's mundane, which is a little different than what you had heard from some of the stuff that Terrence had told you. And and that, I think, is kind of setting his hackles on end. Uh, depending on how deep Terrence went into the explanations, because he is a Tremere, and Tremere much like Nosferatu, and that they jealously guard their information. But given the general outlook of what Art has been told, that shouldn't be the case. So I guess how... You, you said there's you know, no cans or, or anything down here. Is there a layer of dust? Does he see his footprints in the hallways from the last time that he was down here? He would see whatever evidence of his past travels he le- he had left previously. Um, no one has been down here that you find any evidence for with that level of success. And nobody really, like, there's nothing exciting down here for people to get up into. There's, you know, like in the days when this was an operating and functioning and happy mall, there were people that would come back down here to uh, push pallet trucks through to take stuff from one store to another or deliveries, or they would just come down here to catch a smoke when they didn't want to go outside to catch a smoke, even though they're not allowed to smoke in here. Uh, so there would be people that would come by and there would be some maybe some some posters hanging up for things that are like pro corporate yay or other announcements for the uh the mall in general but none of that stuff has been around for years and years and years uh the graffiti is still i imagine art added to some of with some you know kgb stuff or just like nas stuff or vampire stuff yeah, it wouldn't even be KGB stuff. Um, as as Art's walking down these hallways, the flashlight will shine uh, in into dark corners uh, near like the the pipes and utility cabling in the ceiling. Occasionally, you will see a uh, a, a crudely drawn rat, or like maybe a piece of cheese here. Or maybe like uh, a half mask or something uh, as as things kind of progress. Uh, but in terms of like the rest of the graffiti and everything, it's been otherwise untouched. And as you're flashing your flashlights around, you do remember that something that was mentioned was the the pipes and the. Uh, I guess it would be the infrastructure inside the place was designed in a particular fashion. Um, if you want, I'll be happy to take a, an intelligence and occult role. You try and make sense of the little bit that you have here. Eh, you know, I'm going to willpower that 
because I'm I'm already getting the feeling that it's going to be that kind of night. I would say you could heal your willpower and then, as it's been some months, yes, yes. Uh, all right, two again. Maybe it is your interactions with Sullivan and his particular type of, for the lack of a better word, magic. I mean, that is a pretty good word for it. Um, you are not making much sense of whatever it was that Terrence was talking about with these pipes and this overall uh, design and sacred geometry. Bart has uh, in in one of his like cargo pants pockets in the side pocket. He's got a notebook and he's got a, a pencil and he's pulling this out and he's making his notes. Uh, none of this makes any sense. It is supposed to be some kind of fractal geometry. There's nothing here. It's just some. This is this is just capitalism. There's nothing of importance here. This is mm, it's Vanya. It's bullshit. So he's gonna take his notes. He's as he's he's going through. He's um, hand drawing a little map, like you'd expect somebody playing like D and D doing a dungeon crawl. Got one of the players going. It's like, okay, well, here's the room. Here's the description of the hallway, and they they write it out on a piece of graph paper. He's kind of doing that. You have options with which you can dig around and do something. I would like or to exercise you, those options. Or you have people that you can call. Uh, I'd like to exercise options before I call people. I don't want to bring more people in into this yet. Okay. Sorry, Terrence. Uh, but if my roles keep going the way that they do... Oh, let's just accept that that's probably going to be the fact. Uh, yeah, no shit. What is your next plan of attack? You're running into a little bit of problems with things like the wrong kind of magic, air quotes, with things like not... You're not finding the thread that you want to pull on. I think he's going to draw on his his bloodline. He is a descendant of Zelios, the, the, the architect. Zelios is also one who found great interest in the sacred geometry, in the architecture, and was able to identify those ley lines. And that particular ability has always been kind of poking at the very edges of Art's subconscious. But off of his experience and his uh, knowledge in architecture is I think he's going to start trying to recall the blueprints that he has seen of the mall uh, against where he's at because in the end, he was going to use this the stuff down here to build a labyrinth. And I think based off of that and the architecture, he's going to start looking as, if it was me, where would I put a thing? And if that thing isn't there, let's put it there. Cool. What do you think this role would be plus your Descendant of Zelios lore sheet dots? Um... So that's gonna be a uh it's gonna be a craft skill with the specialty in architecture. Okay. Um that is going to I think be wits or resolve. 
because I think he's going to try and brute force this, and it feels like resolve is going to be better than that than than like intelligence in that. Sure. You also, since you're calling, yeah, calling upon your bloodline and your lineage, which to rouse the extra dice. Uh, yes, we will rouse the blood. Oh, that succeeded. See, the blood. Always trust the blood. Right. Okay. So we're gonna do resolve. And it's going to be plus three, isn't it? One for one for architect, two for the blood. Uh, one more for the dot in crafts. No, I'm doing I'm I'm doing craft with the link skill. Oh, okay. So uh, yes, that sounds correct. It's yeah. oh my fucking god. You know, my dude. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll power that one too. So, okay, people who are listening, I, I just, I've rolled, the first thing of the night was six dice, I got two successes. The second roll of the night was five dice, and then three re-rolls, that's two successes. And now I just rolled seven dice, and got one success, with a three re-roll, and I got no successes. I, I don't know if I have words for this. Yeah. This is insane. To roll three, four, ten. I rolled ten dice and got one success. Twenty-three dice with a total of one, two, three, two, six. Six successes on a total of twenty-three dice. Uh, how many dots in Zelios do you have? Four. Uh, roll me four more dice for your Zelios dots. Nothing. <laughs> Okay, so clearly the universe wants me to do nothing with the fucking mall this session. Yeah. Folks listening, I'm sorry. There's just literally nothing going on here. Um, would you say... Because obviously I know you have a, a level of frustration because dice are bullshit. Um, would you say that Art is feeling a level of frustration? Oh, absolutely. Because there's something in the back of Art's head that knows like, there is something down here. All of the information that he's found throughout the second season in the background while we're doing all this other shit with the hunters and uh, and Jimmy and Coco being at each other's throats and uh, Missy having her premonitions and adding like even more conspiracies like there is something here. And yet there's absolutely no evidence of it. The only conspiracy is that somebody didn't cut fucking corners on the creation of this abomination of a fucking mall. And that is the worst thing, because that is the base level of corruption that you would expect in the United States of goddamn America. And there's nothing here. This is absolute bullshit. Uh, cool. And Soviet Russia, there would be corners cut. Somebody would have taken that concrete and mixed a whole bunch of like water or salt or some bullshit in because they were building a new patio at their dacha and there's nothing like that here? No. Uh-uh. Something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. Uh, do you think Art would be to the situation where he might risk a frenzy? Um, I think he's close. I think if I fuck up one more roll, he would frenzy. But, I mean, and that's, I'm happy to give you one more roll to 
fuck up in some kind okay. of ridiculous convergence of Nuffle just putting a pox on your house. Uh, okay. No, that's that's feeling good. Uh, let me look and see what I've got here. Uh, I think it's going to be a wits. Maybe I don't know if insight counts. Insight the universe to see whether or not it has it out for you. Uh, yeah. Honestly, do a wits and insight. I mean, I'm I'm happy to take whatever you want to give Guishin, given the. Uh... Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that one was three. Yeah, it's three successes on a wits and insight to see why the universe is in today. <laughs> so, there are some aspects that going into this to see why you might be having some problems, some insight that is coming to art. Is it part of this is probably at least supernaturally hidden from you. So you don't have access to something like Sense the Unseen or other uh, magical detection things. You're still a apprentice, if, if you would, in doing blood-based literal magic. Um, you are welcome to come back another night, and we can start again with a big roll, like with the, the blood sorcerer, not the blood sorcerer, uh, the bloodline roll. Or... If you want, because I know you have a pile of XP, if you wanted to try and find some way of uh, learning a way to pierce magical obfuscation, something like Sense the Unseen, or I think that's really it. Um, I mean, my my two options for this particular kind of thing is either Sense the Unseen or taking that last point of Zelios, which would give me access to all of the blood, and he would have that ley line detection. Oh yeah, Auspex is <laughs> one of the ones I don't have access to. Oh, that's funny, because I didn't even think about that part. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, three, two people, technically, you could get it from uh, if you wanted to go that way. Uh, I, I lied. You know, three people you could get it from. Technically, there's everybody. Literally, everybody else in the coterie has access to all specs except for you. Right. So that's hilarious. Uh, absolutely. Art will probably grab that from Missy as a as a tit for tat for the information about Rosemary. Uh, I have a conversation. Well, we can because he'll come back another night for it. I think because he's just so frustrated right now. So frustrated and just aggravate us. Not the he words spent in your mouth, half but... the night in the basement of this mall, and he's found absolutely nothing. Like just just his footprints, the occasional butt of a cigarette, uh, an actual like crump, like a, a half crumpled pack of Carcinoma Angels has been thrown in a corner. Um. I think if there was like just like an empty like uh plastic like one of those cheap folding tables, he's probably like flipped the table and thrown it down the hallway before he just finally just like kicks at the ground and leaves. Yeah. Would almost, you know, feel bad for him about her tantrum, but he has a you know, unspeakable horror lodged deep within his soul, so Right. He's he's gonna go find a liver to eat, and he's not even gonna have the fava beans and a nice Chianti. Chianti. 
Uh, cool. Um, let's stick with Art as he has this Missy conversation. Uh, for context, Missy, it has been a couple of nights. It has been, I'm sorry, it has been a couple of months, you know, two, three, since everything at the end of season two has happened. Um, and I guess, Art, how do you, how do you broach this conversation to Missy? Where are you guys at? Where do you guys want to be? What are you guys wearing? All of that good shit. Oh, man. Okay. So I think, I think that they would meet away from the mall. I think it's been, you know, a couple of months. If he stays at the mall any longer, he's going to have to do even more administration work at the vault, and he really doesn't want to. Um, he's he's left his uh, main phone behind and taken one of his burners because every couple of seconds, as the sun goes down, every couple of seconds, the thing buzzes. And it's from the same number, and it just keeps on saying, like, Art, Art, please, Art, this sucks. Come on. I said I was sorry. And it's all from Silas Cartwright. And he can't, he doesn't have the heart to block the number, but he just can't deal with that shit right now. So I think he sends, uh, he'll call Missy off of the burner phone. And ask if she's got time uh, because he wants to talk about some things about Rosemary and he also has a favor to ask in return. And if she's got a place that she would prefer that's not the mall, he is 100% behind that. You're going to call her? Call. Uh, She would respond with, uh, why don't you just come to my place? I can do that? Holy shit. Yeah. Not everything revolves around that uh, mall. I I know. It uh Oh, that reminds me there's that other club I have to take. Uh Mischief, there are so many there's a list. I have a list of lists that are lists of tasks. That are a li- of lists of more tasks. And most of them are around this damn mall. Yes. I would like to see you at your place. Okay. It's my night off, so I'll be here waiting for you. Thank you in advance. I will be on my way presently. And I would say, like, over the past couple of months, Art has dressed up a bit because he's had to take a more active hand in maintaining the barony as as kind of like Seneschal. I think he's graduated from his Adidas track pants and his silly Soviet hacker t-shirts. He's actually wearing like a dark suit now. Uh, So it would be custom cut, you know, custom fit, uh, black on black, black tie, black silk shirt. Uh, At this point, I think we're getting close to like winter weight. And he's still wearing the black Adidas sneakers. I think he can't get rid of those because he just feels so comfortable when he rises the blood. And he will, uh, he'll actually have like a domino mask that he wears and he looks like some fucking villain from a Metal Gear Solid game. And he'll uh, grab one of his Uber Blacks 
and drive himself over to uh, Missy's apartment. Missy, take us on a tour of your apartment. Who's there? Uh, Keith. Just Keith? Just Keith. Nobody else is there. Um, like I said, it's her night off. They are planning. They had no plans to go out anywhere. So when there's a uh, knock at the door, which I hope you would knock and not just walk in, uh, Keith would probably answer it, let him in. Um, yeah, Keith is dressed casual, like a sweatpants t-shirt. Missy has just a very oversized hoodie on, and they're just chilling. Uh, yeah, uh, Art would knock, but I think before he does, he would uh, check his phone and see, like, you know, he's got, like, the Ring app up because he's got, like, a little Ring camera. It's like, all right, what's been going on here in the past, like, six hours? What am I walking into type of, type of thing? It's like, did did Missy have painters in when she was supposed to be asleep? Is is this a trap? And there's nothing there. So <laughs> I'll knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keith will let him in. You can have a seat. Missy just waits. Yeah, or it'll give Keith the up nod, make some some banal conversation, and then uh, he'll he'll sit down and he'll be like perched on the edge of the chair, uh, like he's he's like about to like spring into action, like jump out the window or something. But this is nothing new. It just looks weird because he's in a suit when he's doing it. Uh, Mischief, I am glad that you could take the time to speak with me tonight. I do very much appreciate it. Just smile. Like, okay. Like, why are you being so formal? What? Why are you all dressed up? I'm dressed up because I've been having to run the barony for six months. Well, technically <laughs> over a year, but I actually physically, yes, please, you are cordially invited to come and speak with me, the Seneschal, because the Baron is busy doing Baron things. And it's always a different excuse. Hmm. I can only say he's been shampooing his hair so many times. <laughs> what has he been working on? Uh, the car, as always. He's He's been... Um, He's been learning how to use paint to do the clear coat, you know, the, the van that, that he stole. Uh, the one we went through with uh, all the, the, the hunter gadgets and everything that I moved. Anyway, um, Coco airbrushed a, a fantastic image uh, on the side, and he's been learning how to clear coat so he can, he can protect it. And you know, making sure that is running, because apparently an Astro van takes a lot more maintenance than... Um, uh, his ride that uh, the IROC Z, but I can't exactly say that now, can I? When hmm. uh, when when Baron Rutger would would like to have a word, I can't just say, "Oh yes, he's airbrushing a sweet wizard on the side of a van." It's just it's it's not proper. So I say he is indisposed, and I would love to speak with him in his stead. Hmm. But that's not why I'm here. No. Why are you here? So, two things. One, I found something about Rosemary. And the second, I need a favor. Of course, on the second, let's get back to the first. Okay. Excellent. 
Art has a he's got a tablet with him, um, and it is like it would have been easier as a laptop, but he really likes a tablet because he's got the uh, the the textile pen um, or the tactile pen, excuse me, not the texture pen. Uh, so he can he looks very like prim and and official like as he's bringing up this information. And and what all did uh, Art find about Rosemary? Putting the storyteller oh. on the spot on the spot. A a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I assume that you have no reason to not tell her everything. Correct. She's Missy is the one who put him on this path, and so he is bound to give her that information. Of course. Um, there is a in-depth financial workup here of some investments, some lists of weird transactions a lot of it is paying for medical stuff either equipment drugs operations or uh insurances um some of it is not skillfully financially hidden but it is uh at least attempted to be hidden from view um we didn't do any crazy other things so let's have some rolls because we haven't made rolls on your little project clocks here so let's do that now okay uh let's see okay so we have whatever you want to however you want to make those rolls that are appropriate uh okay so we have that messy crit somewhere yeah i got that don't worry yeah, yeah okay good um Okay, so now that we know everything about the assets, I think we have the sire's name, right? Uh, yes. Missy, do you have a full name for... Does Jupe have a name for Missy Sire, or is it just Rosemary? No, just Rosemary. Um, okay, so to find the full name, probably we still want that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want, or you can start getting other things together here I, I mean i don't mind looking at it because it's all all good information because that's what you do to build a profile and that's what he would do anyway yeah. uh so um i think that's that's going to be another i think uh intelligence and technology role with your missing persons uh with the missing persons yeah oh, there you go there it is Six. Okay. Um, so her full, her legal name when she was alive is Gail Fry. Uh, she has not been alive for, oh, what's a, what's a good length of time here? Uh, let's go like 160 years. Um, went missing when she was dead uh, which isn't wrong uh, what else would you like to know like obviously you're not going to be able to get everything on her because this is a person that's been dead for a long time and you know nobody cared back then but what are some other details that you might want to know about her from from this perspective so the name was Gail Fry yep okay did have a daughter, Jessica. Also, 
dead and presumed missing. I said that backwards. Also had a daughter, Jessica, who is missing and presumed dead. Uh, been 160 years, so obviously. Yeah. Well, that was like the official, we don't know where this person is, so... So, we don't actually have a bloodline past Jessica, because that would require a lot more searching to see where Jessica went and other missing persons. Uh, the information you get in relation to Jessica and her missing status uh, is of the like 15-ish year old age when that event happened, when she went missing. Which that is suddenly explains a lot. Yeah, doesn't it? It does. Um, I doubt I would be able to get that from a fucking missing persons tech role. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. But I would say, sire, that's that's not no, not, not from that. No, I might have to trade more favors with Terrence for that. Uh, you would have to get uh your your grubby mitts on some of her some of her blood to get that information or find people that knew her right um man uh it's okay to not have anything you want to to figure out in this situation yeah uh having having to go back that far i mean you know i would want to know you know circumstances of death you know what happened when her daughter went missing um where she was born where she lived what's her connection to to springfield is she local is she a transplant but the public records would only go back so far uh you found the information about the missing and presumed dead stuff so that would have happened in boston so she would have lived in boston so not like local local but in the the general vicinity Boston in the 1860s. Okay. Yeah, I think in in those terms, I know Art wants to know more, but his player has no idea where to start. Well, that was mostly a finding name and mortal stuff. Yeah. Um, Do you want to make a roll towards habits, passions, and drives? I do. I figured you might. Uh, Something like that. Given what Missy has already told him, I almost want to go with a streetwise role. Okay. I'm happy to accept in this situation. I, I feel a little guilty about your dice tonight. Ha! <laughs> uh, what's in streetwise? Uh, three. Okay, so we're we're not 100% of the way there on that, but we're we're most of the way. Um. Uh, I can actually, I'll give you the other one, because you had six on the missing persons roll, and you only had four spots left to fill in that, so I'll uh, give you that one more. All right. And I'll put your your overflow onto this Revenant programs. Yeah, because that would be the next thing I'm going after. Yeah. Uh, so habits, passions, and drives. Um. Where else do you reach out to talk to people about thing, or is this all... String, corkboard, conspiracy stuff. 
So habits, passions, and drives is, I mean, like up until this point, the only person he's brought in on this is Ryan and of course Missy. So Sire's name, assets, like that's like a Pepe Sylvia map. Um, once you start getting into habits, passions, and drives based off of, again, what Missy has told him, um, he would also start talking to Calvin. Um, he'd start trying to like speak with some of the homeless of the city, kind of get that idea. He may take a trip to Boston, like basically send a uh, send notification to the Prince of Boston and say, you know, I'm coming in to do some research. I'll be in town for a few nights. Um, I don't want to, you know, not intending to make any waves. Uh, will present myself at, at Elysium if necessary, but I'll be out of your hair in like a week tops type of thing. Uh, do me a favor and roll. I'm not sure Streetwise is fitting for stuff that you're doing in Boston, not familiar with those streets in a one week time. Um, so I almost feel like I want another roll for Boston related stuff. Um, I think for Boston related stuff, I may. You know, talking to the kindred there, that may be politics. I'm happy to take politics. All right. Um, I'm happy to take politics and wits, actually. What's in politics? All right. Yeah, I feel like this is, you're getting a lot done in a short time, and it, it's very quick stuff that you're trying to wheel into. There we go. Okay. Cool. Uh, you will find a couple of people that did know Rosemary. You will find out that. While she lived here as a mortal in the beginning of her kindred life, by the third time that she had embraced the child, she had been banished with the the threat of not necessarily a blood hunt, but a, if you show your face here again, we are going to kill you. Yeah, the scourge is getting involved. Yeah, like, look, the first time we can claim it was an accident and, and you know, we can, your sire can cover that up. Uh, which I guess I can get you a, a sire name for. Uh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, let's let's get more of of Missy's lineage. Yeah. Um, I guess that in a second. Uh, so the first time she did it was cleaned up through sire and some boons and that kind of stuff. It was a couple years later that she did it again, and in that. M- that time she was she was punished. She was forced to give out some boons to the the city, you know, the prince, uh, permission council, that kind of thing. Like she was put in people's pocket. Um, the third time, uh, I think she was probably also staked and torpored for a couple of years, as a, like you're you're not so clearly you you need more uh, more serious penalties um the third time though she fled the city with the understanding that if she were to show her face again it it's death like they were coming for you and you ran because you fucked up and now you, you just keep fucking up like she's done this a couple of times Okay, that gives him another thread to tug on later, but we'll we'll finish up Boston first. Um, but clearly, 
this just goes back to like she's got a thing for turning kids. She really misses her daughter, who's missing, presumed dead. Art's assumption is that Gail was turned, and Jessica was her first victim. That is something that I don't think you would find details confirming it, but that is also something that when you first wake up, you know. Right. And, like, you know, Art being a creative writer in terms of conspiracy podcast, how how is this for a story? Uh, Gail Fry is, you know, catches the eye of of a mad a mad doctor you know and then one night she's she's bitten and she's turned and because the this mad doctor knows where she lives sneaks in put her in bed tell uh tell her daughter that her mother has fallen ill be sure to take good care of her stay by her side and then just leaves jessica in the room with gail closes the door, locks it, and just waits. Let's nature take it. And nature takes its course. And then that would also generate that dementation that all Malkavian have. It could very well have been a source of that. Um, Sire's name is Gabriel Levin. Okay. Uh, Who also is no longer around in the city after the trials and tribulations of his child, he lost a lot of face, as one might expect. And uh, one could run out of town in the way that you know your um, your status in the court drops, right? And at some point, it is to cut tail and run than it is to try rebuild because uh it's not like your enemies are gonna you know go away you are begin again yeah so and obviously he would not have told anybody where he went no but that's also kind of playing into that other thread that art's gonna pull on later uh mostly in that gail has this obsession with and and the postpartum or, you know, the, the loss of a child has just been this this obsession. Gabriel sounds like he had the same thing. I think he would have been keeping a very close tab on, on Rosemary. And given that there's also the Revenant program, and Rosemary's kind of attitude has been more street level, he's wondering if the assets uh, or the resources used for that program are coming from her sire now who knows uh art might if he can get nine successes <laughs> um and i guess we can go with one more role for the revenant program uh all right so i don't know what you're gonna roll uh yeah uh let's see I think that might be investigation. Uh, finance, if I'd had it, I technically could take one point in finance because he's been getting that education from Ryan. If you wanted to 
to do that, Ryan would be happy to throw you an assist. Uh, or you could come up with something else. As in, if I bought the point in finance, I could throw in an assist from Ryan? Or Yes, that was my... Uh, my okay. Time. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at Art's skill list, and that's the direction I think he's going to go. Is He's going to take that finance point. It brings me back down to, I think, one spendable XP. Yeah, back down to one. If you buy what? One point in finance. Bring it from then, zero to one. And then, because I just gave you a bunch of XP, so I was just curious what, what the rest of your XP expenditures were going to be. Uh, 15 for the last point of Descendant of Zelios. Okay. 7 for Sense the Unseen. And then 3 cool. for Finance. Cool. So I'll have to write that down as well in my notes. Easy uh, come, easy go, right? Indeed. Indeed. Okay, so that's going to be Intelligence and Finance with a plus 1 from Ryan. One success. That's right. Well, uh, I've got willpower. I'm going to do that reroll. It's just another resource. Three yeah. successes. That's better. That is three times as better. Something is. Three successes. So four. All right. Uh, you have started on this Revenant program stuff. Um, mixing in some of the new information you've learned from Boston, mixing in some of the information you've gotten from building Rosemary's history a little bit. Um, you're starting to narrow it down. You do see where there was a connection to uh, Rosemary's sire, uh, which I should write down his name. Gabriel. Gabriel Levin. Um, but you haven't gotten all of those ducks in a row yet. Uh, you know that he was connected to it, may still be connected to it, but at some level, he is not uh, exactly locatable at this moment. Uh, and this is a lot of what is... Well, do you have the Revenant program stuff that you're handing to Missy, or is it just the other stuff? Um, I'm going to also hand the data that I've been starting on with the Revenant program. So, okay. um, because Missy has different resources than Art does, and may be able to do something with it. Cool. Uh, so, Missy, this is what you're all handed. Uh, she'll go through it. She'll nod her head, look at him. It's good information. Where is she? I don't know yet. But I think once I have the research on the Revenant program complete, and I can trace all of the lines, I don't think I need to know where she is. I think I know where I can bring her, and that will be here because. And this, this, uh, stop me if I am incorrect, but I feel that even though you and the Rosemary no longer get along, understandable. I think she is still keeping tabs because she has made many moves within Springfield and also Boston. And I will be sending feelers out to see the trends in uh, missing women in the ages of 14 to 15 years old. And their next of kin or their mothers. But I think she is remaining within the, the uh, continental northeast. 
I believe that she may be upstate New York. I think they are staying away from the cities. I believe your grandsire is also nearby. I believe he is keeping very close eye on on uh, on Gale Fry, Rosemary, because I, that that is that is the feeling. It is the hairs on the back of the neck. Even though I do not have hairs on the back of the neck, it is that that sense. It is my gut. If if I was writing conspiracy podcast episode, this is the thing that I would say that she is she is relatively nearby, keeping eye on things. But it is not her money that is operating the program. I think I think it's the sire's money. She'll think about it for a little bit. Okay. Let me know when you think you can bring her to Springfield then. Yes, of course. It is the entire reason that I am undertaking that is to is, is to engineer a, a meeting between you and she. So you may do it with her as you wish. Well, something tells me you're engineering things for yourself as well. It's not solely for me. I am wounded that you would think such a egregious thing of me. I I am not a complete monster. I would do things for my friends. And let's face it, the assets behind this program would be excellent thing to add. There it is. Okay. And uh, what's this favor? I need your blood. Why do you need my blood? Okay. So over 60 years ago, there was the ground broken on the Paradise Mall. It's not completely important, but we'll get into that. Anyway, I've been looking at the blueprints and the the things that you have been telling me about the premonitions that you've been having and the the, the information that I found in Walter's hard drives and, and his information. And... Uh, some some things that I've been talking about with with Terence, um, the 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 premier in um, Brown Rucker's territory, uh, who's who's overseeing Coco right now. I, anyway, I'm I'm stumbling over my words. You see, there's something in the bowels of the mall, and I must know what it is. But it is not something structural. It is not something technological. It is something extrasensory. Your premonitions have that ability. You have the ability to see things that are not physical. They are metaphysical. I need to learn this. I will point out that Art hears the relaxing of the hammer of a gun behind him, as though when you said, I need your blood, somebody got a little spooked by it and may have readied a firearm. And then Keith goes back to just being relaxed. So that is why I need your blood. I need to learn how to use this power. Miss Seals, shoot a quick glance and nod her head to Keith. I don't know, uh, Art, if it's a good idea to give you blood that can have you see more things, because you see way too many things that aren't there already. No, they are absolutely there. They are just, uh, they are not physical material things. They are threads. They are lines to alliance to lines. That is how conspiracies work. That is why I have all the fun corkboards in my haven. These these seemingly inconsequential events, they they 
they connect to each other, they unveil greater things. That is the, the beauty of a conspiracy. Don't tell me you don't see it too. She'll kind of chuckle. She'll get up. She'll hand all that documents and stuff that he gave Missy, and Missy will hand that off to Keith. Or if if you want, if, if you need the blood, you say you want it. Go right ahead. It, just don't get any crazier than you already are, okay? And just so you know, if you you know you do this, I don't. I mean, I know you guys already think I'm kind of crazy, or I'm crazy, not kind of crazy, crazy, crazy. But we don't need you going off the deep end, you know? I will be the soul of discretion. <laughs> so she'll ask, you know, like, well, how do you want it? Art will um, he'll think for a second, and then he will... Showing full view of his hands, because he heard that hammer. He'll uh, pull away the outer fold of his jacket to reach inside the breast, the in, inside to the inside pocket, and he pulls out a shot glass. And then he'll place it on the table, and he will look very hopefully at Missy. She nods at him, and she'll turn around, and she'll score a wrist and let it uh, fill the shot glass. Thank you. Uh, you are the greatest of all my friends. And he'll <laughs> knock it back. <laughs> Question. Is Art lying? <gasps> so that is an interesting oh. question. And I am going to direct your attention to this sheet with all of these boxes that are focused on Missy and Missy's sire and all of the steps that it's taking to get the sire to, to the city. Tell me any other person that Art is doing that for. You don't have to convince me. You right. Have to convince it's Missy. It's just a simple yes or like, are you lying? Like, are, no, you know. he's not lying. Okay. <laughs> are you lying? I mean, there's, there's always, I'll, I'll believe it's, I think it's an 80-20 rule as most things. 80% is for Missy, but there's 20% that's for Art. For the challenge of it? Yeah. It's it's that Pareto principle. 90% mm -hmm. of the problems come from 10% of the people. Yeah, he's 10%. <laughs> so I'm just curious as to whether or not this is a situation, and I mean, it's really up to Missy how much she believes that. Uh, she's welcome to roll an insight roll if she wants to have like some kind of like in-character confirmation of whatever it is that all of this means, but um, I just wanted that opportunity. I don't know. What do you want me to roll? Uh, it would just be like a wits and insight. Oh. Like, you're obviously welcome to believe as much of that as you want, but this would be like uh, confirmation, I guess. Is Alright, so two. Cool. Uh, Alright. Yeah, no, it wasn't something crazy. It wasn't like she leaps across the thing and like, swear to me. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible liar. Cool. Uh, second, oh, jeez. Yeah. Not a terrible liar. He's not a good liar. Um, secondarily, in this of the, this exchange of Vitae, um, 
How long does Art let it sit there before he drinks it? I... He has seen the book. He has... He knows his experience with Detective Stevens. Uh-huh. He, he knows how long it would be to where it remains potent, but doesn't give the blood bond. Uh-huh. Which is almost no time at all. So he'd probably... In, in the time it takes for it to fill it, set it back on the table... He would pick it up, say it, knock it back. You're talking maybe seven to ten seconds. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was leaving it for any kind of time. No, he oh. knows he knows that Vite does not age. Cool. Not without some you know, supernatural aspects to uh, supernatural right. steps taken to make it. Cool. Uh, it tastes like delicious clear water on a hot day. So I believe that's what we decided Missy's blood tastes like. Um, yeah, no, you guys are free to do whatever it is you will in this situation. I don't know if there's more conversation you want to have. If there wants to be some kind of exchange. I'm going to go find that uh, player discipline document. I've already updated the document. I think uh, Art's going to finish knocking that back and like he'll lick the cup clean and then after he does that he'll lick his lips and he'll sit there really satisfied for a second and then he'll look from like the left to the right so how does this work anyway? Has what work? The um, you know the it It's not a it's not a superpower. You don't like activate it. No, you don't throw your hands out and go go powers of of prophecy. Uh, no, no, no. What? Well, I don't know. Let me. Uh, it's kind of like you were always an antenna, but you weren't a very good antenna. Well, now you're just a better antenna. She kind of shrugs. How does Kendra do it when she's calling into the show with all of those prophecies? Does she? She just thinks she's psychic or something. She thinks she's just it's just intuition. She's an antenna. If she were to be embraced, she would be a better antenna. She would pick up more signals, more stuff. And you'll eventually, you know, tune in and be able to, you know, feel that stuff. Sense it. Trust your instincts. So Art's listening to this and he's nodding along. He's like, "Yes, yes, I, I under, I think I get it. Yes, though. So the next time I go into the bowels of the mall, I will bring a parabolic antenna and a he, survey device." Is he talking about this or is he thinking about this? Talking. Okay. He's talking cool. and she is just cocking her head to the side, like what? Bowels of the mall. Why are you going? The... Because in in the 1960s, they yes, built yes. the mall. But yeah, think about, yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. The location of the mall makes uh-huh. no sense. It's on the outskirts of this town. You would hmm. put the mall closer to commercial district. It is left to ruin. It is uh, the bills are being paid through an investment fund that has ties to the prince of the city, has former ties to to the barons of the city. 
there was collective effort with the kindred of the city of Springfield after the disappearance of Prince Samuel Cartwright to place this mall there. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. And the answer is somewhere in the depths of this mall. Because you see, um, Terence, the Tremere, Terence Kite, he told me a little bit there's there's some kind of and he's 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 moving his hands like they like he's trying to like turn a box around there's some kind of a change in the architecture that is creating a magical effect on the mall itself like it is it's being manipulated to contain something there and for some silly reason, when I arrived to the city, they decided to put my ass there under the eye of the harpy's bloodbound child, Jimmy. And then you were there, and it just, we just, nothing happened. But it makes no sense to put all of us there. If, if you, if you set this mall up to where it falls into ruin and everybody wants to stay away from it, why place us there? Because it fell into ruin and regular people won't be hanging out at the mall. And now we are changing that. And people are starting to hang out at the mall. Mm-hmm. And nothing's happened. Because I haven't found what is in the bowels of the mall just yet. So you think there's something, and she's big air quote, something in the bowels of the mall that's being hidden by some powerful magic okay. and that everybody in the Camarilla knows about it and it's they all are aware that there's something in the mall and they put us, they put Jimmy here in the mall to oversee it? Think of it this way. They put Carol's tightly leashed child into the mall who tells Carol everything. Mm-hmm. They put me, Walter's cousin, and he, he holds up his fingers and does the air quotes, who would ostensibly listen to Walter and do as he bids. They put you a Malkavian who has no sire and no ties to the city, basically. And Walter disappears. He is killed. You are brought to be the Herald. The dream you told me about with the old prince in the garden and them inviting you into this. I believe... That whatever I find down there, you will learn about from the prince. You will learn about from Baron Abishai's court Malkavian. Storyteller, she was a Malkavian, right? Abishai's assistant? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think they will tell you this and offer you... A position to be part of that. And the thing he doesn't say is, 
the price will probably be to stake or kill Art if he continues down this path. That's the thing he doesn't say. Okay. Invite me to uh, to do... T- to what? You'll be part of the conspiracy. Isn't it great? Okay. Nobody has ever once. The prince... I have had countless meetings with the prince. Not once has it ever been brought up. No. Not because once. Because you it's will been... be... The- you have to be the one to bring it up. All you have to do is go to the meeting and say yes, and then Art is doing this thing, and he he left these behind. And you put down plans of Maul, and the wheels, they will begin turning. So you want me to go and see what they know and what they'll tell me, and if I get an invite. That's what you want me to do. I want you to live your best on life. <laughs> if that should happen to happen, no. That I was the one who told you it would. Well, I don't think uh, the blood's kicked in that quickly that you become that clairvoyant. But I'll tell you what. Next meeting I'm in, I'll bring it up and see what happens. Okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. If I don't answer my phone right away, it is because I am deep within bowels of the mall. Do you just like saying bowels? Is that it? Perhaps. Not like okay. it's a function for bowels in the years. Bowels. Bowels. He does have that eating problem, so maybe that's his favorite bit. I don't know. Don't you eat the body parts? I eat the whole buffalo, as they there say. There you go. <laughs> Rooted to the snake. <laughs> um... The Scotsman call it Hickus. Hickus. <laughs> um, is it just you going down there? I mean, do you at least take Jimmy with you? Absolutely not. Well, it's Jimmy. Are you insane? Fine, you should take somebody with you, though. If it is a, a something that's being protected by some kind of magic, which I can only assume would be pretty powerful to just last this long in a mall I'll that take maybe with me. you'll take Ter- Terrence with you the the guy from the hotel that's given uh, that's given Coco the job the Tremere librarian who has an archive of all of the kindred doings in the city absolutely he would love this mystery as much as I do oh great I hope you and Scooby Doo have a good time Oh, yeah, I will bring Scooby-Doo as well. She will be glad to get out of the hotel. You were thinking it. Don't give me that. I was not thinking it. That was not at all what I was saying. I'm trying to do better about that since she asked about it. But bring Scooby snacks. It is April 19th, 2023. I had to remember what month today was. Jesus uh, April's almost done. Right? It's scary. Uh, I also discovered that if you put dot instead of slash to get the boys to join, uh, they are smart enough to realize that you're dumb and you fat-fingered the wrong button. Oh. Right? Kind of nice. He's going through. He's... Um... 
hand drawing a little map like you'd expect somebody playing like D D doing a dungeon crawl. Got one of the players going, it's like, okay, well, here's the room, here's the description of the hallway, and they, they write it out on a piece of graph paper. He's kind of doing that. I don't know what D D you've played where people actually draw maps. Uh okay. So full disclosure, this was twenty five years ago. <laughs> It hasn't happened since. Okay, I was going to say, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that, really. If you want, because I know you have a pile of XP, if you wanted to try and find some way of uh, learning a way to pierce magical obfuscation, something like Sense the Unseen, or... I think that's really it. Um, I mean, my my two options for this particular kind of thing is either Sense the Unseen or taking that last point of Zelios, which would give me access to all of the blood, and he would have that ley line detection. I thought that was part of 4. Uh, no, 4 is the Labyrinth. Oh, uh, you have the XP for the fifth one? Um... I don't know what fucking XP I have. Uh, I don't know what fucking XP you have either. I'm sorry, I'm a bad storyteller. I don't pay attention to things like how much XP you have. Right, I have one experience to spend, so I need uh, 14 more <laughs> to make that work. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we we have Missy and Jimmy here. Uh, how many how many XPs do you guys have? I have XP. I mean, I know I haven't given XP in a while. Do you guys remember how long it's been since I've given XP? Uh, usually I take a note. You gave some I... right at the end of... I no. don't remember doing that. No. In fact, no. I explicitly remember not doing that. You said you would give us some, but didn't tell us how much. Yeah, I only have one to spend. I have and a total of 70. Same here. I have a total of 70. Uh, yeah, so the, the last... I did I did take notes on this. The last uh, XP disbursement we had was the 4th of October. <laughs> You oh are boy. a terrible storyteller. So it's been like... <laughs> it's been six months. Six months? Seven months? It's been six months. So this just goes to show you, and unfortunately this part will never make it to air, uh, that like, people always talk like, oh my god, one XP per sec. That's so slow. And I always say, I have to give them XP. And it's fine. Um... So I definitely, I, I definitely owe you some XP. Um, in which case, the entirety of the Hunter stuff happened since October. What else were big things that happened since then? Uh, we had the Hunters. Um, I mean, that was that was the the big push. Oh, I I have a whole folder full of. Recordings with dates and names attached to them. I could just. Oh, fantastic! Okay, you do that. I'm gonna figure out where the hell since the unseen. Uh, it's an Auspex. An Auspex. Uh, so October was who hunts the hunters? Sleepovers, analysis paralysis, art and raven, uh, missy meeting with Abishai, Coco's. Um, cool. So let's do. You're at seventy right now. Correct. Let's go. How do you feel about like opening this up to everybody as as ninety five being the new number for 
everything that'll be included in the intermissions and everything that has been. Does that feel fair, or does that feel like I should probably owe you more? So you're giving us 25? Yeah, it'd be 25. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. No clue what I'm going to spend it on. Right? Isn't that fun? I mean, I've already got mine basically spent, so... <laughs> Snive twenty six just be how much is it for an out of discipline raise? Seven. 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 So technically art could do both. Uh he could because I was also like, oh man, I could take premonition too? No, I couldn't. Uh, well tech if you didn't want to get the Zellius lore sheet, you could get both. I could get both, yeah, and that would take 21 of 26. Um, but I will leave it to you in this situation as to whether or not um, something in the blood comes through, or if you want to go and investigate the oper- the the aspects option. Because I don't want to spend all your XP for you, even though I just gave it to you, even because... I, I mean, yeah, no, I think I've already spent all my XP, because this makes sense for him to do both. So that's going to be 22. That leaves me four to spend. I'll probably give a little bit more, because I imagine we'll get into some kind of crazy bullshit before Season 3. Absolutely. Because that sounds like us. There, I'm just updating my sheet now. Sorry, Resources 4, you'll have to wait. No money, mo problems, they say. That's right. I gotta have mo problems. Y'all terrible people. <laughs> He's the yeah, one that Co- went there. Cookie made that note from <laughs> Call of Christmas. We are all terrible people. True. It's very true. Uh, cool. Um, I don't know where people are at, so I don't know if uh, you want to go down there with the crew tonight. We can save it for another time. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna drop. Yeah, I know it's a little. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like mostly. Kind, I'm kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jameson's kicking in. <laughs> yeah. That's his medication. All right. Don't get it yeah, twisted. we can we can do a focus on on the dungeon crawl. I think when we've there got go. everybody who wants to go. We're all gonna go dungeon crawling. It's not gonna be dungeon crawl, but okay. <laughs> like there, there's not gonna be fucking mimics and <laughs> down there. Not yet. You still gotta build the labyrinth. I mean that's fair. Uh, cool. Um, well I appreciate our uh, Cotton and Tom hanging out mm-hmm. for the the conversation that they had, and uh, Cotton putting forth the effort to. To catch up and be caught up with some of the things that are going on in the city. Yeah, I got some stuff. Yay, yeah. cotton. Yay. Especially since we, like, <laughs> merged into this grand spears uh, that Art is trying to figure out. Um, is there any EXP spends or things you guys want to talk about XP-wise for people who still have XP that haven't spent all of it? Did we get some, by the way? I saw, like, we got 95 mm-hmm. XP, and... Okay. You got 95 XP? So we have a total, total of 95. Post-character oh, creation will be Man. 95. Yeah. 
So, so after character generation, since we've started playing, we've gotten 95. Yeah, oh, after okay. out, means you've got yeah. 95 XP. So sometime between now and Season 3, Cotton, you have to spend 90 XP. Cause... <laughs> yes. Sweet. Congratulations. So uh, I'm still confused. So I spend this fucking shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's 90 divided by 5 unless it was character gen. I'm so fucking like... This no, it's just, no, no. So, it's just 95. It's just 95. You took your 15 character gen XP mm-hmm. and bought Blood Potency 2, which costs 20. So of this 95, you can spend 90 of it. Ah. I can spend 90. Spend 90. 90. That's how we go. Appreciate it. And, and <laughs> if you want to sit down at some point and talk about some stuff, then we can talk about some stuff because there's some blood <laughs> magic stuff in all kinds of books. Yeah, I got to save mine because I want some blood magic. So now cool. I've got to. Well, you're going to get Diablo XP to, to kickstart that okay. too. Okay. Okay. But if I you will... want to sit down and do a. Mm-hmm. A blood magic chat. We can do that. Okay. I will. I will catch y'all later, and I'll mm-hmm. have some questions for you later, Bams. Oh. Peace. Peace. Bye. Uh, Just leaves before we even get rid of the boys. Wow. I know. Yeah. Well. That's how he be sometime with that Jameson. That's how he be with that Jameson. Probably forgot to have his microwaved ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yo, I am one hundred percent bringing. Some, uh, I shouldn't say 100%. I should because when I double checked, they went up like a crazy amount of money. Uh, I saw on Amazon they had astronaut ice cream sandwiches. Oh my mm. god, <laughs> those things were like eight bucks a pop 20 years ago. Oh my god, hmm. I was gonna get some for a for Christmas. He is all a buzz about breakfast for Gen Con. Yep. And he sent me his plane details. And I thought he had a 6 a.m. flight out Monday morning after Gen Con. I was like, you bastard. And he said, no, that's an eight, not a six. I was like, all right. You're not so much of a bastard. Well, pack of ice cream sandwiches is $60. Wow. Yeah. And I love we still have the boys here so they can understand the, the hard-hitting planet. No, we're going to edit we this have. out. The hell we are. <laughs> uh, I am going to get rid of the boys. Freeze-dried ice cream This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.